Hello and welcome to the Conquering Confidence podcast for the woman who is ready to stop doubting herself, to speak her truth without fear and stand in her power. I'm your host, Rachel Kate. I'm a confidence coach and I'll help you change your life one step at a time, just like I did, whilst also raising my two beautiful children. I'm obsessed with reminding women, just like you, that life is way too short to be anyone but yourself without giving a fuck what anyone thinks and teaching you how. I am so glad that you are here, Queen, and I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to another episode. It is so good to have you here and I am so excited that you are joining me for this juicy one today where we are diving into that feeling of being on an emotional roller coaster. This is something that I have definitely experienced more than once in my life but thankfully worked through quite deeply and it's work that I love doing and something I love chatting about, um, something that I enjoy sharing the knowledge with to all of my clients as well. So I'm gifting this to you today and I really want to dive into um, the, the journey from when we are on the roller coaster and having those great highs to when we turn and flip over to having those really, really down depressing lows. And when we're low, it feels like, how could we ever be happy again? But then we suddenly flip to being happy. And when we're happy, it's like, how did we ever feel low? Um, And sometimes these can be um, quick flicks in between like the highs and the lows, or they can be like days or weeks long and really can be very subjective, a very subjective experience. So when things are good one minute, but beyond shit the next, it feels like living in this state of fragility and that at any moment, something could completely railroad your day. So I want to let you know, I have been there. I feel you. I get it. (laughs) So this is not just some, you know, knowledge that I have gained but haven't done. I have freaking been there. I have done this work again and again and again and I continue to do this. But before we go any further, I want to add that this just a little disclaimer that this podcast episode does not aim to replace any mental health professional services such as counseling or therapy or psychology etc because it is up to you to be discerning and reach out to your GP if you need to if you feel like something more is going on for you on a mental or emotional well-being level. So with that said, I've been in both places where I have at times faced challenges with mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, for example, or stages of going through quite deep grief. But then there's also been times on my journey where I didn't have any of those going on, but I was simply feeling like I was at the mercy of these uncomfortable emotions. And when I was at that second stage where it wasn't an actual mental health thing going on, one of the big missing keys for me was realizing that I actually had a really, really low tolerance for discomfort. And after the past that I have had, which you would have heard in my earlier episode regarding my story, it had become a survival habit for me like a really habitual way of being, just that anything uncomfortable was unsafe. So I'd push it away and just turn the other way and go, nope, we are not doing that. I also didn't grow up 
in an emotionally safe environment and I never learned really how to effectively deal with emotions in a healthy way, which you might be able to relate to that too, depending on your upbringing. The thing about this emotional intelligence stuff is that it's also not taught in our schools, which just a side note and a little rant, I guess, that this is one of the most important things for us to be teaching our children and the next generation. And we can't teach that to them if we have not worked through it ourselves and worked it out for ourselves. So something that I am very passionate about and something that I do my best to work with on uh, work with my own children on as well, just teaching them a little bit about what I've learned and what I know. So the interesting thing about the word emotion is that it actually comes from a Latin origin, meaning energy in motion. So energy is actually neutral. When you think about just what energy is, it's just neutral. It doesn't mean anything. But then as in our human bodies, we have these sensations that go on and our brain then creates associations from past experiences or things that we've seen or heard. And then from the associations can create meaning, which often leads to our positive or negative charges. That can be conscious or unconscious, just by the way. So today I really want to share with you some of my favorite tools that I've used to upgrade my emotional tolerance and intelligence and my ability to cope with life and really just exit the whole roller coaster ride. <laughs> because rediscovering what emotions are trying to actually show us and tell us requires getting out of our head and doing something a little bit different because this is something that we cannot think our way out of. That is the number one thing that you need to know about this before we start actually learning the tools. You can't think your way out of this. You've got to actually get the fuck out of your head and get into your body and be doing something actively that involves the body. Emotions are in the body, not in the head. So I'd love to share with you three core pillars around this, around uh, the tools I have learned, what I love sharing with my clients and what I have found from my own personal experience and my work to be the most effective. And then the last one I'm going to dive into a little bit deeper. So the first pillar that I love is uh, grounding techniques. That can be things like getting out in nature, which I freaking love and just unplugging from the technology and the busy life that we all have and just being uh, being in being in nature there's like there's an electromagnetic thing that goes on which like brings our frequency back down to that of the earth and if you can get out and go for walks without your phone, for example, I mean, you don't, the thing is, you don't actually need to be taking photos of everything when you are out on a walk in nature. And that is a skill that more of us could use. <laughs> if you can get out and go for a walk, that is amazing. But another really simple grounding technique can be just going outside into your yard and barefoot and getting your feet on the earth. So whether that's dirt, grass, whatever it is, and just feeling that closing down your eyes, 
tuning into how it feels under your toes, what the sensations are, whether the earth is cool or warm or whether it's a bit on the hot side and listening to the sounds around you, whether it's wind or the birds or the trees moving in the breeze and then what other sensations are there? Is there sun on your skin or is there, maybe it's a little bit cold wherever you are at that time and it could be it could even be raining. Oh my God. I remember when I was in my um, early teenage years, one of my favorite things to do was go outside dancing in the rain. That was amazing fun. And always like, it literally like lit me up. And because I was just free, I was just none of the technology. I was just out being me and being with nature. It was beautiful. So another grounding technique can also be around uh, body work. So soothing our body by the way that we uh, hold and regulate our nervous system by different hugging type holds in our body. Um, I know one is referred to as havening where we literally rub the upper sections of our arms on either side so like arms crossed in front of you rubbing up and down on the upper sections of your arms and it is a soothing soothing grounding technique so that's a little bit of an insight into grounding the next pillar that is as very important when it comes to getting off of the emotional roller coaster is mindfulness And I feel like mindfulness has got a little bit of a bad reputation because it's like, oh yeah, you know, just apply some mindfulness and you'll be right. But the thing is that we as humans do not breathe enough. Like we just go about our day like here to there to something else and then something stresses us out and we are like (sighs) doing this shallow breathing stuff. And we actually sometimes need to like slow ourselves down and relearn how to breathe properly, like proper deep breaths into our belly and just getting back in touch with how that feels, which is a really mindful practice. The other amazing tool when it comes to mindfulness is meditation, which I'm going to be honest, you may not be a meditating person, but you'll never know unless you give it a try. So I love meditation because it's almost like practicing the art of being, really slowing things down just for a few minutes to just notice what's going on in your body. The other one last part on mindfulness is actually gratitude and tapping into what you have. (laughs) And I say this with a bit of a giggle because I can just picture I don't know whether you know him. I can just picture those so many videos I have seen of Steve Harvey on my Instagram feed. And and I love how he expresses. It's like, you got up today. You're breathing. You're walking. You have eyesight. You can actually go get up and go out and do things. You have food. Like you have access to so many incredible things that our ancestors did not even have. And if you can't get up in the morning and start finding some gratitude for those little things, then we can't expect to feel good about the other things and the big things that we're achieving in life. So I love a little bit of gratitude. I um, am a big fan of gratitude practices um, and incorporating that into, so for example, 
a daily or a weekly practice of picking one to three things, whatever feels good for you on um, something that you are grateful to have already in your life. Now, the last pillar in uh, getting off of the emotional roller coaster is actually one of my favorites. And I love this one. It has been some of the most incredible work that I have ever done in my life. And that is around working on emotional intelligence. So the thing about our emotions that I've learned from doing this is that our emotions are actually here to show us a lot about ourselves. They can show us things like where something is not okay for us, where it crosses a line for us, whether that's consciously or unconsciously. It can show us what we really care about, like highlighting to us our values, for example. And it can also show us where we live and where we have set up home emotionally. Now, on that last point, when we can become aware of what our go-to emotional state is, meaning where we default to, where we retreat to, which often, when we have been living unconsciously, is often not always good for us. Um, And what I mean by that is when someone has an emotional home of being angry, they will go out into the world and find anything and everything to be angry about, pissed off about, cranky at the world, that people are just out to get them, that type of thing. So the nervous system, like it shows up as like the nervous system almost sabotaging what we say we are wanting because the nervous system is like, no, I'm going to throw this in there and we've got to be angry about everything. But it's just a habit, right? Healing is so important because when we can align our thoughts and our emotions and our actions and our actions, yeah, to what we say you want in life, then that's when you can become freaking unstoppable. So I want to share with you a couple of tips on gaining emotional intelligence, on up-leveling that, on improving those skills, because it is a skill that can be learnt. Number one, start with yourself. Do not try to start understanding the emotions of others before you have first got in tune with your own, because if you can't feel your own and identify them, then there's no way you can start understanding what others are going through. So always start with yourself. So number one, I would like to share with you, hang on, I've got a note here. Number one is see it. So notice the emotions and be with it. Don't run from it. Don't push it down. Don't numb it away. See it. See it. Notice it. Number two, feel it. Really feel it and appreciate that that emotion has come to you, trying to guide you, trying to tell you something, feel it. That's part of being a human. It's part of the gift that we have here in this lifetime that we actually get to have these experiences where we have the opportunity to feel amazing joy and pleasure and all of those good things. Sometimes, obviously, what comes with that as well is that some of it can be uncomfortable. And you know what? I'm here to tell you that's okay. So number two, feel it. Number three, hold it. Just hold it and give it a little hug. 
And then number four, ask it. Get really curious and ask it, what message is this trying to bring to me? What message lies buried underneath this that I need to know right now? Then show your brain. Show your brain that there has been a time previously in your life where you have handled this emotion and you've gotten through it and start proving to your brain that you are going to survive this and you are going to be okay and it's not life or death that you have got this. And then lastly, let it move. So what that means is that after you have been able to see it, feel it, hold it, ask it what it's trying to tell you, show your brain that you have survived this before, then you can let it move. There is going to now be an action to take immediately, an action to take later. No action, but just a feeling to process by the means of breathing, dancing, punching a pillow, going for a run. There's going to be an option there for you. An action now, an action later, or simply no action, but just something that you need to feel and move. Whatever it is, let it move. As I mentioned earlier, emotions are just energy in motion and they will move. It will not last forever. Now that we've covered that, I would actually really love to just add in that if you do continuously get stuck, not being able to actively be with a particular emotion, then that emotion may actually be trapped in your body as trauma and you may require extra gentleness or seeking professional guidance to process it. So trust your body on that one and you must be discerning and that is when there is an opportunity that you may need further assistance with it. So I would actually love to leave you with this today, that I once had really big dreams of freeing myself from the emotional turbulence and getting off the roller coaster and feeling so truly deeply happy again after so much trauma and pain in my past. I felt like because I wanted to be happy, that I couldn't feel anything other than happiness ever. That if my aim was to be happy, then I had to push away anything that wasn't that because it was happiness that I was chasing, right? But then I started to feel like there was this block. There was this block, like something was was holding me back from actually embracing the true happiness that I was seeking that whole time. And what I came to realize was that without the dark, we couldn't see the stars as the quote goes, without our sadness, we wouldn't actually know why happiness feels so good. And because no emotion lasts forever, if you want to unlock your ability to feel better than ever, or even just a bit better than you do right now, we must be willing to look at, to be with, and to dig in and feel shit that is sometimes tough too. The thing is that life won't always be sunshine and roses, but it can improve drastically. 
I'm going to admit right here that that was a really tough lesson for me, that one, because I had this idea in my head that because I wanted to feel really good, that my life always had to go good and that I, there would be a point in my life where I would never experience anything tough anymore. But once I started to be able to show, give myself some appreciation for the fact that, hey, I'm human, I'm here having a human experience, all of these different array of emotions are what enriches my life and they are here to guide me on my way around what I like, what I don't like, what's okay for me, what's not okay, where do I need extra healing? And when I could get to that place of accepting that I would have emotions that were less than this perfection of happiness, this 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 like happy land that I created in my head, I let go of so much of the fucking pressure that I had put on myself that I always had to be pissing positivity and shining happiness out of my ass. So <laughs> it's been a tough lesson, but it's one that I'm really grateful that my mentors have really lovingly guided me towards. And I hope that today has given you lots to work with and to start seeing a different side to what it really means when you are facing what feels like an emotional roller coaster. All right, my love, let me know what you enjoyed most from today's episode. I am loving you so much and appreciate you so much for being here and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for your valuable time and energy today, gorgeous. I am so honored that you chose to listen to this podcast. Like, honestly, it is my mission to help women create the confidence that they are most craving. So please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs this in their life. It would mean the world to me. I love you so freaking much and I'll see you next episode.